Hello everyone, uh, good morning and this is um, Reverend George Kalu reaching out to you from Christ Church in Swanley in Kent. Now you can see that we are not actually in church this morning, the physical church, but we are still in church because the whole church is gathered. We are gathered from the various places where we are in our homes because the physical church has been closed. We decided to support the government in order to stop the uh, spread of this coronavirus. And so today we are worshipping online. So wherever you are tuning from and hearing the sound of my voice, I just want you to be part of it. Now, I'm not doing this alone today. The whole family here is involved. So from time to time, we will all take different aspects of the worship. And so feel free, relax. If you want to grab a cup of tea or coffee, please do that. But this is going to be brief, so you don't want to miss any part of it. And so be relaxed this morning. And so I'll invite Rock to read for us the psalm for the day. Psalm 113, the song of the out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. All right, I'll be taking the prayer now. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, Lord, I just thank you for keeping us safe during this period, Lord. Um, I pray that anyone um, who has contracted this virus, that Lord, that you'd, you'd, you'd heal them um, quickly. Um, Lord, that... that this virus will not be able to, you know, slow things down too much in this country. Um, Lord Almighty, I pray that Lord, your Holy, Spirit, your Holy Spirit will be with us no matter where we are, no matter where we are listening from. That Lord, um, we will just be in touch with you, and your message, Lord, would um, will go out to all people. That Lord, that um, the same way that people do in the normal service, that they be able to worship you, pray in truth, and um, that the message will be heard clearly. Um, Lord, thank you for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, hello everyone, we're going to take our first um, song of worship this morning. It's called Holy Spirit, just talking about the presence of the Lord. And um, just thinking about it, it's just talking about how there's nothing greater than his presence and having him in our lives. Um, before we sing, I, I just want to quickly share a testimony just yesterday a friend of mine, I called her just to find out how they were doing in this strange times. Her husband is a doctor and um, I just wanted to know whether, how, whether they were affected in any way by what was going on. And, um, and she told me something. She said to me that she at first didn't panic about the situation. She, she was going shopping and then one day she goes shopping and the shelves are empty. She goes to two, three shops, the shelves are empty. All the things she wants, she couldn't buy any. 
So she thought to herself, well, it's rather late now. Tomorrow, I'll go really early. So the very, very next day in the morning, she went with her daughter. They got to the shops. First shop, second shop, third shop. Yet again, the shelves were empty. The things she wanted were not there. She went into a real panic. She's a Christian. She went into a real panic. She, she was panicking so badly, she actually called her mom while she was standing on the queue. Um, waiting to, she, she picked a few things she didn't really need because the things she needed were not there. And she, 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 as she, after speaking to her mom, she was on the queue. She just looked to her left and on a shelf was a box of cereals. And just behind the box, she could see a pack of chicken, some chopped tomatoes, some of the things she had on her list. And she thought, what are they doing there? They were just on a shelf. She left the queue and went to the shelf. And behind that cereal box, she said to me, Nina, I'm not joking. Everything on my list that I couldn't find on the shelves were right there on, behind that cereal box. She picked everything and she paid and she went home. But she said, God spoke to me. He said to me, I can see you through this. I am with you. Why are you panicking? You don't have to panic. I am your source. I'm your provider. And that was when the panicking stopped. So this is just to say to us at this time that God will provide. His presence is with us and we should seek him above all things. So we're going to be singing Holy Spirit, Sharon and I, and everyone will join in.
taking the first Bible reading from Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 to 14. Um, the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbour, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over fire, with the head, legs and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some of it is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. Eat it with haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and I will see the blood. I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is the day you are to commemorate for the, for the generations to come. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. Action. Hello again, and um, thank you to everyone who has um, been out there, staying tuned and following this service. And thanks to the rest of the family, everyone playing their part. So right now, I just have a few words to share with us today. And you can see that um, our reading this morning that Sharon has just read is from Exodus, Exodus chapter 12. It's about the Passover. Now, for those of us who um, follow scripture, you will know that the Old Testament is actually the New Testament concealed and the um, New Testament is Old Testament revealed. So there is a kind of correlation between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now I'm going to prove this to you by reading for us um, the scripture to remind us of what the Passover is all about. And I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and um, we are told, verse 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, now I'm reading with the King James Version, that ye may be a new lump, as you are got uh, unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. That's actually 
our topic for today, drawn from 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Now, despite all that is happening about coronavirus, I want us to remember that Easter is just two Sundays away. <laughs> I know that um, it's been overshadowed as, as it is by all the lockdown and the conversations. But in a sense, what we are experiencing, uh, if people follow history, it could be said to be deja vu, as French people will say. It means that it's happened before. It's like replaying something that has happened before. You know, in the early part of the 20th century, uh, there was the worldwide influenza and people died. It went across from nation to nation. And so we're experiencing that kind of situation right now. But again, you read scripture, just what we read, um, we think about this lockdown. Egypt was in a sort of lockdown at the time of before the Exodus, when the children of Israel left Egypt. Because God was unhappy with the way Pharaoh and all the Egyptians had decided to clamp down on Israel. And God has said to Pharaoh, let my people go. But Pharaoh won't let them go. And so the Passover has a lot of significance that we may not be able to finish today. It's a whole big topic. But I'll see how much we can get. Now, first of all, it's important for us to realize what it really is about when we say the Passover. We know it's a Jewish festival, but it started when God wanted to take Israel out of Egypt. And as I said, Pharaoh wouldn't let them go. And then God decided to judge Pharaoh and take Israel out by his power. And so when God did that, the night before they were leaving because Pharaoh wouldn't let them go, God said, well, right now I'm going to do something because plagues have been released throughout Egypt and God was preserving the people of Israel. And God said, Pharaoh, if you won't let these people go, well, something is going to happen. And the last of the judgment on Israel Unfortunately, because of Pharaoh's intransigence, he was so stubborn that God said, the firstborn of Egypt, all of them, animals and human beings, they are going to die. Well, and that actually was going to happen. But before that happened, God told Israel, for you to be spared, anyone to be spared, you're going to do a sacrifice of a lamb and use the blood and put on the doorposts on your lintels and let that blood be to you a sign because the angel that is coming through to execute my judgment will look at every door and wherever the blood is found there's going to be a sparing of the people living in that particular place and that happened that night so that word Passover is actually about the angel of God that was sent out to pass over wherever the blood mark was found. And what a wonderful 
you know, resonance in the New Testament. You see, when Jesus came, if you read John chapter 1, verse 29, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming and he declared to his disciples, to his hearers, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so Jesus became that sacrificial lamb that was crucified so that our sins would be taken away. So the Passover, apart from just being a time that God was bringing judgment on Egypt, it was also a sign of redemption, redeeming the people of Israel from bondage. And so Jesus has redeemed us from the bondage of sin. Now there's also another significance of the Passover. Remember I said there was a lockdown. So when we are doing self-isolation or social distancing or physical distancing, whatever you call it, it's not totally new because God told Israel, go in, lock yourself behind your doors. And so if we are locking ourselves behind our doors, we are doing the right thing this time to help to stop the spread of the coronavirus. But let that not be everything because there's still life to live. Let's still worship as we are doing right now. So wherever you are listening to this, I want you to know God does not want you to see this time as a holiday from worship. Actually, the children of Israel were worshipping God when this whole thing was happening. Behind their doors, they were sacrificing. God said to them, kill a lamb. And if your family is small, join with another family, share what you have. And that is really what this time calls us to do, to share what we have with those who do not have. Nena shared the testimony of a friend who went shopping and didn't find things on the shelf. I have had that experience a number of times. I went into our local shop here and there was no milk, not a bottle of milk. And I was wondering what was happening. Of course, I went severally looking for tissue, as some of you have. I don't know what relationship this has to do with tissues, but all over the country, people were running short. And I went there. I didn't find any. But you see, in the Passover, God told them to share what they had. So I encourage you at this time, share what you have. If you have surplus, please send to those who don't have. And also, the Passover was a time for uh, the people to realize that their salvation has come. Their salvation from sin. Their salvation because that lamb, the blood of the lamb, was a sign for their salvation. Whereas there was punishment on the unrighteous. Now, I know there's all kinds of conspiracy theories about this coronavirus. I know people have talked about the 5G being rolled out network and that instigated or started this whole vibration and that has gone across the world. Well, I don't know. The scientists will tell us if that is true or not. There's also that notion that this is a kind of, you know, um, biological warfare. Well, those are all, you know, people's conjecturing. And also, spiritually, some have try to say maybe God is using this to draw our attention because we have lived life as if nothing matters and I think at this very time God is drawing our attention to say something really matters look how everything has come to a standstill 
And we thought if anything stops, there will be no life. Well, there is life because why? Life, real life comes from God. And for anyone who does not recognize God, you're only living a life what the Bible says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And so, one more thing I want you to realize from that reading of Exodus chapter 12. God said to them, right now, this day is going to be the first day of a new beginning. Wow, a new beginning. And so the Passover, Easter, that we are talking about is a new beginning, a new life. And Jesus said, the scripture says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And if you're listening to me today and you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to encourage you this morning. Turn to the Lord. Invite the Lord to come into your heart. Take the mark of the blood because the blood was shed for your sin. And so say, Lord Jesus, thank you for shedding your blood for my sin. Lord, forgive me, renew me, empower me by your Holy Spirit. And finally, one more thing I want to draw your attention to. That was when I say new beginning, the beginning of a new covenant. There's a covenant between us and God. The covenant with the promise of God's protection, a covenant with the promise of God's provision. And so pro promise, protection, provision, and prosperity. God made the world that every one of us will enjoy. And so, as we come to the end of this uh, broadcast, I want you to realize the love of God that is shared for you. The beauty of the love of God that God is reaching out to you. Now, don't go away thinking God is angry with you. Some people will say, hey, God is an angry God. No, 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 no. Actually, every father who loves, every parent who loves a child, when they go wrong, they will discipline them. And so, if this is a discipline, it's actually for our good. But I don't want to go there. I want to talk to you today about the love of God that Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for you. And so in two weeks' time, we'll be celebrating Easter. But meanwhile, have a wonderful week ahead. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Loving God, we give thanks and praise to you. We worship you and we adore you. We lift you high, Lord God Almighty. Thank you. For this very time, we know, Lord, it's difficult for some people. Some are anxious. Those who cannot find food in the um, shops are anxious that they will run out. Lord, I pray that you will provide for them. For those, Lord, who naturally are dealing with mental health issues, with anxiety problems. Lord, I pray you will be with them at this very time. Give them, O oh Lord Almighty, that sense of your presence, that sense of your protection. For those who are lonely or alone in their homes, at this very moment, Lord, we pray that you are going to make them know the embrace of your love. Lord, that you will fill their heart with the peace that comes from you. The Bible says the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep our hearts and our minds. Lord, at this time, I pray for the government. Lord, we pray for our prime minister. The Lord, you will keep him. 
Lord, we hear he has contracted the uh, COVID-19. But Lord, we pray today you will heal him. We want him to be in good health, to continue to give leadership to this nation. We pray for the rest of the ministers. We pray for the queen and the royal family. The Lord, you will be with them all and help, Lord, everyone, a common person in the streets, to know that your presence is with them at this very time. The Lord, we will go about in our homes, Lord, reaching out and showing love to one another. And so, Lord, today we thank you for this broadcast and for the word of life that you have brought to us, that Jesus Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. And so, Lord, we pray we will go knowing that our sins have been forgiven. Thank you for hearing our prayer today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to be ending with another song. So um, we're going to be singing is a bit of a medley, um, Down at Your Feet, O Lord, No Higher Calling. Um, we're going to be declaring that we are available to serve the Lord and we will be also casting our cares on the Lord. Um, this is the time to seek the Lord's face in faith, not to, I mean, we could get bogged down in looking at what's just um, all of the news going from channel to channel, trying to find out just how close the virus is. That's not what the Lord wants us to do at this time. Stay safe, but the Lord wants us to seek his face and seek his presence and cast every care on him. He cares for us and he's more than able.
And so it's so wonderful. I have enjoyed um, this um, service here in the family and I hope you've enjoyed it wherever you are listening from. And so let's say our closing prayer now and I pray that the Lord will be with you. Mighty King, we worship and adore you Lord. You are God who is able to do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or think about. Lord, you are God who can do great and above what we can ever imagine. And so as we start this new week, we pray loving God that you will fill our week with your peace, fill our week with your joy. Lord Almighty, help us to cast our minds on things above and not things beneath. Help us to seek you, Lord. Help us, Father, to actually make this time of isolation a time of community spread across a time lord of checking up on one another those we haven't spoken to for a while make phone calls help us lord almighty to enjoy this sabbath because sabbath is a time of rest and so lord it seems you're telling the whole world a time of rest and we can hear how the environment is getting better by people just not driving too much by all the um, airlines that have been grounded. Lord, you are telling us something. And we pray that we will learn that lesson that you are really um, asking us to learn. And so now let's share the grace together, everyone. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.